listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 126, where we will be discussing chapter 16 in Clockwork Princess, The Clockwork Princess. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. That wasn't very, that was a quick one, Robin. Okay, we'll see yeah. how it yeah. turns out on air. Uh-huh. On air. Did you listen called. to the intro from last week? I, I cut you like immediately after I stopped talking. Beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. I did listen to last week's episode and I am sorry that I was so quiet. I'm trying something different. So if I'm blasting your ears, my bad. Just, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> listen, we've only been doing this for two and a half years. Okay. I know, but you I can't expect us to have it right yet. <laughs> I've migrated to my son's room at a book case so you know yep. moving on up exactly yeah I'm in the office now Delightful. it's amazing mm-hmm. I know I need to put a like a, a blanket on my wall because I'm like right on, up against a wall and I feel like sometimes you can hear reverb and sometimes you can't yeah. so it just depends okay. on how loud I am I don't know so maybe fancy. I should just go in my closet you should get a tapestry you should Oh, I want one. So, oh, yeah, that would look good in, in your room. closet. Mm-hmm. Make yourself a recording studio in your closet. <laughs> It'd be easy to decorate because I, I like, imagine right it's next not to the safe. Like, yeah, no big deal. I already don't. I already got like my closet space cut because we I moved the safe in there because it was taking up too much room in our bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this I is going in there. Well, and you have a cat apartment behind you. Oh, it's yeah, got to go. Uh-huh. It's got to go. The cats don't, they don't use, use it. it. No. Aww. And it's ugly and I don't want it in my living room. That's why it's in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> They're too fat. Well, Magnus is too fat for it anyways. He tries to climb up top and I swear to God, it's going to come down. Oh my God. That is so cute. I haven't weighed him in a while, but he might be like, I mean, he's for sure over 10 pounds, like probably 15. He's amazing. Huge. He sits awesome. like sideways sometimes, like still halfway up, and I'm like, you you look like a human. My you cat look like used a to human that. man. That is amazing. God, I love animals. I always have to take a picture of sushi when she sits like that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have to mandatory. I have so many more pictures of my cats than I do of my child. It's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's a teenager and she like, yep, mm-hmm. I'm not cool. So, you know. Right. To Except be fair. I am cool. I am cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just still doesn't care. <laughs> You're not cool to her. Well, she'll, sometimes she even admits, she wears my clothes. Like, okay. legitimately, she's like, mom, like, this is my style. I'm like, girl, you just stole my style from the early aughts. Like, yes, exactly. You're literally wearing my clothes from high school. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That's great. I'm glad I love that you, that you kept them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were my band shirts. Like, I wasn't going to give those mm-hmm. up. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I was going to turn them into a quilt, but now I got to wait till my kid's done wearing them. You can give it to her someday. No, I want it for myself. She can have it when oh, I that's die. That's fair. Okay, good. <laughs> don't Don't get buried with it. No. <laughs> that felt like a get jiggy with it thing. 
Um, I have a good segue, and it is that we accidentally told people to read the wrong chapter last week. Oh, oh yeah, Let's my see. bad. Whoever separated the document, <clears throat> myself, um, that was dumb. <laughs> I don't know if I fixed it for this end of this one, your sign off. Oh, okay. Well, that's very disrespectful of you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did not. It is incorrect. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. The next one's wrong. They're all wrong. Oh, oh crap. went on an adventure this weekend. We did. Would you we like did. To tell the kind folks what we did? Yeah, um, what did you buy? Tell us everything. We went to some met- metaphysical stores. And we went to a game store. And it was mm-hmm. cool. We got some dice. That is cool. Uh-huh. I got incense, and I thought of you and how much you'd hate it, Amanda. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not my jam. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was It was a gravy train. It was great. Are you going to charge your, your crystals tomorrow? In the full Under moon? Under the super moon? Okay. Yeah. Okay. What, do you put them in a basket? You can. It, would you just put them in the moonlight or something? Uh-huh. Okay, okay. My mom had a walking stick with crystals on it, and I was just like, it was like this little pouch. Who are you, Gandalf? Like, get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, whatever brings you joy. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. She was into it. Oh, it's the good stuff. Hmm. All right, well, what do you guys say we cut the chit-chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on downworld or dish mm, listen my friends <laughs> i copied and pasted this in from a different document and i cut off the first part of it <laughs> <laughs> what i think i wrote was <laughs> it's blues clues we're steve from blues clues because why are you doing that? Did you make the same reference? A hundred percent. Did you sing the song? No. We just figured out blues clues. No. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to like my time. Yeah. Mail. I've typed it out. from the same palm, motherfucker. No, absolutely. It's staying in. No, I, I, I typed it out. I said I typed oh, out the typed song. Oh, you typed it out. Typed out the song. It's mail time. You mail can also do uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood because they delivered mail to him. Okay, anyway, uh-huh. this time it's Lottie writing to Consul Wayland to tell him what Will told her. Let me get it out. Then cue the freaky dreamscape music from Miss Tessa, who's back at the Institute with her peeps in her dreamland. Um, she's thrust into a rude awakening in the dark, damp cottage. She uses her thi- thick, quick, quick, th- the quick brown fox jumps over the, sorry. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. She uses her quick thinking skills and changes into the old lady that used to live there while trying to do a halt who goes there impersonation. The trick is like a straight to VHS Disney release, a flop. Because Mrs. Mm-hmm. Black is like, hey there, dum-dum, we can still see your clockwork necklace. So the bitch gets snatched. 
Mr. Herondale is pulled over on the side of the road, being reflective on his epic loss, making a gym plus will space on the road. Back at the Institute, Charlotte is reading the correspondence back from the consul, who's basically like, I'm not helping you. You suck. Mind your own. And your shadow hunters. Don't you dare disobey me, Coraline. Ooh, creepy. She's obviously upset. But still takes a visitor, the vicious, malicious, seditious, suspicious, Aloysius. <laughs> We're not going to be able to say that again, so it's had to get it out there one last time. <laughs> he he's lays he lays out his entire life story to Charlotte, which is like a darker version of the ABC Family show Switched at Birth. <laughs> his granddaughter was switched by a fairy for a sick mundane, which is why she died at her rune ceremony. His actual granddaughter is related to Tessa who and wasn't marked it's tessa's mom her mommy Mm. and she wasn't marked which is how he thinks that she was able to give birth to tessa who was very much half demon half hunter of shadows the big note here is that he wants charlotte to tell the consul and council that they need to get their asses down to kadar idris to save the future of the shadow hunters because tessa is morty's secret weapon lastly our wee Gabriel is grappling with writing his rat letter to the consul because he was <laughs> eavesdropping on Charlotte's conversation with Aloysius. He writes it super fast and sweaty because he's gripped with your motherfucking conscience. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. Ready? <laughs> oh, my God. Can I just say that every time... We say Aloysius's name in my head. Fergalicious is like, bop, bop, like every mm-hmm. single time. That <laughs> was the play. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot escape it. Every time I read it in my okay, head. Okay, <laughs> so I decided in my head, remember back a year or two years ago, those shorts were really cool where they had like the characters' names. So it'd be like Jace comma alec comma uh-huh, clary uh-huh. and simon and they would have yes. the ampersand you should yes. do that with the vicious malicious absolutely ampersand seditious yes that yes. could be your shirt to design okay although I they're like. very much not in style anymore i don't know they're still on etsy i'm sure people still buy them. Yeah, yeah i would buy people, it and people certainly still wear them right and who cares if they're not cool i mean i still rock a side part sometimes same so every day there you go yeah mm-hmm. and jeggings so back up i'm a mom yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> gotta keep it all together key. yeah <sighs> all right folks it's mail time <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we are so lame we need to have interactions with other people so we can get other jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's another letter um, from Charlotte, this time imploring uh, the consul to pull his head out of his ass and do something. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's his new name. I'm so over this guy's ass. For real. <sighs> okay. So I'm, I'm going to read part of the letter, not the whole thing, but parts of it are funny and I wanted to. So, dear Consul Wayland, 
I have but this moment received tidings of the gravest import, which I hasten to impart to you. An informant whose name I cannot disclose at this time. Whose name I cannot at this time disclose, but whom I vouch for as reliable, has relayed to me details that suggest to me that Miss Gray is no mere passing fancy of Mortmain's, but a key. I can't stop laughing. But a key to his main objective to wit the utter destruction of us all. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, his his plot to construct devices, greater power, blah, blah, blah. He's going to kill us all. Please do something. In light of this new information, I once more implore you to gather what forces you may and march upon Cateradris. Yours sincerely and in sincere distress, Charlotte Branwell. <laughs> There's Listen, so much wrong. I love that sign off. Yeah. In much distress. Oh my god. I just... I get it. Charlotte is in that weird space of like... I... I have to... Like, I'm still ruled by societal norms and by what I'm supposed to do. She's a rules Mm -hmm. person. You know? And so she's like, I've got to write him another letter and convince him this time. Like she's not, she's not at that point where it's like, I'm, I'm going to do what's right regardless of what you want. Like, right. She's not Uh there yet. She's not. What is that? Seditious yet? (laughs) I was thinking our um, alignment chart. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, she's a hundred percent lawful good. Uh Mm -hmm. Yeah. Time yeah, to move it just towards like, the neutral. Uh-huh. It's just like I don't know who it could be, but I said so. Like I, I just, <laughs> I don't know. And then the thing is also, it's like you want him to send all these people there. They're going to be several days too late, <laughs> right? Yeah. By the time you gather them up and they get there, everyone will be dead, and it's pointless at this point. So all you're doing is pissing him off. <laughs> Well, and, like, why are we going through him? We already know this guy's, like, a tool yeah. and not listening to reason. So, clearly, he's not fit for the job and we mm-hmm. need to go above his head. <laughs> like, this is 100% a I need to speak with your manager situation. Yes. Who is his manager? Definitely. The council. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's right. just a figurehead. Like, he That's still right. answers to the council. That's right. It's because the enclave is what's the London enclave. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Charlotte's pleas will have to go unanswered for the time being because it's time to drop in on our favorite baby warlock. Tessa awakes in a literal cave. And I know this is supposed to be scary. And I know Mortmain is totes evil. Okay. Two facts I know. But you got to admit, the dude has style. Like... (laughs) When she I was imagine she's sitting her? there like pinkies up, drinking a whiskey on rock the rocks. <laughs> when she was describing it, I was like, "This is kind of a nice getaway." Like, damn, <laughs> this feels it's like a boutique not hotel. Yeah, like, you don't even need blackout curtains. It's a literal cave. Like this is something. <laughs> this is something millennials would pay an exorbitant amount of money on Airbnb to do. Dude, <laughs> this is an experience. I love it. That is so true. 
<sighs> and she's in like a black silky dress. Like cute. Oh, girl, I I wrote a cool 300 words on the dress history of, awesome. of that fucking garment. So we'll get to it. All right. All right. I feel like I touched on this it. in my thing as well. So I can't wait. My, my ADHD had me like fixating hard. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, you touched on it. I touched on it. I can't wait to see our differences. I'm excited. <sighs> or are we fishing from the same pond? It's a bet. Definitely. Take your bet. Probably. <laughs> Placing them. Probably. So she's in a brass bed. Complete with a feather duvet and a quilt. Very fancy. Mm-hmm. And an extra mattress, too, which is like, whoa. He really wanted to What does that even mean, an extra mattress? Like, she has Princess and the Pea, two beds? Yeah, so at the time, mattresses were, like, stuff Like, they were, like, stuffed with filling, whether sure. it be uh-huh. feathers or whatever. So it's probably just, like, two mattress okay. cots on top of each other, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, where am I? Oh, yeah. Uh, she's got a washstand and a wardrobe, which from the looks of it, it's like askew and there's clothes in there. So he's prepared for her. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and she's got like her own fireplace. It's, it's kind of cute. Got it. I can't lie. It's kind of cute. There's like Mm -hmm. pictures on the wall. Like he tried to make it nice. Uh (laughs) He made an effort. Yeah. Yeah. He wants her to feel comfortable. (laughs) Sounds like a dream for a mid-millennial mom like myself. But the whole I don't know where my clothes are or who gave me a bath while I was unconscious thing kind of puts a damper on the fantasy. So Yeah, yeah no thanks. Fair. Like, where'd all my mud and blood go? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, this means that he has healing capabilities, which, uh-huh. interesting. And is that, that might be like, does Mrs. Black still have her warlock? Right, or does he have access to someone that has healing? Right. I mean, I guess if it was me, my first thought would be like, oh my God, how long was I out for? Uh What if it's been like Mm -hmm. a week? Like you have no sense of time or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You're in a literal cave. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like when your phone dies and you're just lost. Although I've had this bruise on my arm for like two and a half weeks, (laughs) so it'd have to be a long time. Dude, yesterday I I left my phone at home and I went to an appointment. And I was like freaking out. I was like, I don't, what if something happens? And I'm like, oh my God, literally you did, you grew up in a time where you went places and didn't have a cell phone. Like yourself. But there were at least pay phones. Well, what if an emergency happened? No stranger would let you borrow their phone. With this face, of course they would. (laughs) True that. People don't deny me things. I'm too cute. I just need to find an old man. That's That's fair. fair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) These cheeks melt any heart. (laughs) Um, Where was I? Oh, so Tessa quickly gives up on trying to figure out who her mystery caretaker was. Either option is equally disturbing, whether it's Mrs. Black or Mortmain. No, thanks. Mm -hmm. I'd rather not think about it. Maybe it it was an automaton. Still creepy. Okay. I do have a theory. I do have a theory. I think it has to be. I think it has to be. I mean, obviously, the automaton isn't the one that healed her, but, like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Me mm-hmm. thinks. So, once she gets her bearings, she sees a door on the far side of the room and naturally makes a beeline for it because, I mean. Duh. Duh. You have to, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Straight into an invisible wall, Wiley e. Coyote style. <laughs> <And> just <laughs> dunk. <laughs> 
Tessa's working out her mime impression, like trying to figure out like where this surface is coming from. Yeah. When Morty Crazy. walks in. Quote, the con- and he says, quote, the configuration stretches all the way across the cave from wall to wall, from floor to ceiling. You are completely immured in it or immured behind it. And I know he's a prick and we don't care what he thinks, but oh my God, how embarrassing. Dude. <laughs> like, because for sure he had to have known that she did that. Right. Yeah. Like, it was I just mean, too quick. He was probably like waiting. He's like, I'm going to walk in right at the time. Uh-huh. And I totally, for some reason, thought he was sitting there. And I was like, how did she not see him? So, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. He he probably, like, heard her bounce off of it or something, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, like, okay, it's time like to walk around the corner. Yeah, he's on the other side of the, do- of the door, like, off to the side. And he hears it and he just turns and, like, walks in. Well, well, yeah. well. <laughs> Look what the clockwork automaton dragged in. I love it. <laughs> I love how nerdy you are. Yep. (sighs) So I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. He's described as, quote, a wiry man, not tall, with a weathered face and neatly clipped beard. And I'm sorry, but no, Mm -mm. that's not what he looks like. Agreed. He's short, yes. But in my mind, he's barrel chested and bald with pudgy, clean shaven face, red face and a bulbous nose. Like that's who this guy is in my head okay, okay. I cannot think of because when you describe him as a wiry man not too tall with a weathered fla- face and a clean clipped beard he sounds to me like Billy Bob Thornton and I think Billy Bob Thornton's hot so I can't that I just can't okay still looks okay. like a circus ring master to me yes exactly uh-huh. exactly uh-huh. uh-huh I know but it's hot <laughs> I meant Morty. That's what I think. Yeah, Mortmain. Oh, oh, right. I thought, I, okay. I thought, yeah, I got you. I thought you meant Billy Bob Morton. Thornton. I mean, so another kind of circus, I think. Uh-huh. I think it's because his name is Mortmain that it makes me think of magician, and then magician makes me think of circus, and mm-hmm. then. Okay. I don't know. No, I like, I can follow that path. Yeah. I like the bulbous nose part, though. That's, uh-huh. that's. Well, yeah. like, to me, he has the face of an alcoholic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like their face is all red and blotchy and swollen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just years of torment in his eyes. Yeah, you're like, I can see the liver failure on your face. <laughs> so Tessa clutches her, quote, dressing gown. <laughs> what? Are you talking about like jaundice? That's. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's too much. No, honestly, I'm thinking of my my step grandpa because that's what he looked like. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and that guy had a bottle of vodka strapped to his hand like at all times. Uh, so, Tessa's clutching what what's called her dressing gown. Okay. Okay. And I found some evidence for that term okay like there there's there's something called a dressing gown from the 1870s from from this era at the met however that's more of like a 20th century term Mm -hmm. what it would have been called then is much more likely to be called like a wrapper which is basically like a house dress right so it's like uh 
Okay, I'm going to add the caveat real quick that it could also be a tea gown because this is the late 1870s, which was like a kind of adapted wrapper. It was like a fancier situation. It came into popularity like in the mid 1870s. So when it's described as like voluminous, she might be describing a tea gown, which has a vastly interesting story, like history. But I won't get into it. It's it's cool, but that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking okay. about a wrapper, which is like, it serves kind of the same purpose. The idea of this garment would be to, like, it opens in the front, right? Just like a tea gown would. Uh-huh. Um, so it's easy to get on and off without a maid's assistance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like what you wear on a Saturday. Just kidding. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and likely not to be worn with a corset but it could if someone were to choose but it's kind of like for the purpose of like I get to get out of my uncomfortable clothes and put on something a little more comfortable for like at home so like an an intimate dinner with just your like immediate family or something you throw on like a a fancy robe if like someone calls in the middle of the night and you've got to like go down and answer the door right Okay. okay That kind of a situation. And I get that they referred to it as a dressing gown probably for clarity of, like, uh-huh. the modern audience of, like, knowing what the hell they're talking about. Because if you're, she's wearing a wrapper, what? Like, it would mm-hmm. might probably right. pull you out. Would might probably. That sounded right, right? Words. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, you'd wear it at home. Like, if you're putzing around in the morning, maybe something like that. You wouldn't sleep in it. Okay. Right? Okay. It's like a Uh robe. Like, you would put it on after you get out of bed. Also, a hundred... Like, that's not even what is annoying me, okay? A hundred percent of the time, it would have been worn with a chemise. Okay? All clothes worn by females at the time were worn with a chemise under them. Like, a hundred percent. If you weren't wearing a chemise, like... One, your clothes would be uncomfortable. Your corset would 100% be uncomfortable. And you would get your clothes really gross. So if whoever dressed her went to all the trouble of healing and cleaning her and assuming she has a wardrobe full of clothes, why is she not wearing the one incredibly necessary garment? Like, and don't tell me it's because Mrs. Black is old. The chemise was almost 100 years old by this time. It was it came into popularity in the 1780s. And beside that, before that time, we're talking for hundreds of years, the same damn thing was just called a shift or a smock and, like, had a slightly different cut. Okay. They all wore this thing underneath their clothes since, like, the medieval times. Like interesting the purpose that it's your base layer it's your underwear basically the purpose of it is to protect your clothes because they don't wash they didn't wash their clothes like we washed our clothes Mm -hmm. you know like we do today so you needed a protective layer between your sweaty ass and your nice ass clothes and the dyes and all that crap that are in them that are probably going to bleed all over you oh yeah so the only answer I can think of is that a robot dressed her. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, he does talk about trying to, like, give her honor or whatever in, a, like, in my section. So I, I don't think he would have done it. Right. 
Uh-huh. I just, it was just such a weird, I'm like, why is she wearing this, like, thing that is meant to have, like, m- more shit underneath it? Like, naked. That makes no sense. Uh-huh. I, I just, well, and I know it is 100% not what it said, especially based on what everything you just laid out. <laughs> but I pictured it as, like, a slip. Okay. Mm. I like picture it as one of those silk. like silky robes with like the god awful long arms and there's like fur around them and I want one so <laughs> bad but have no like no reason to wear one or own one but I want one. Awesome. So like your head goes like to like 30s attire, yeah, 20s exactly. attire, that kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's an that it's an interesting point that you brought up like the fabric that it was made out of cuz it says it it's made out of silk. 100% it's not made out of the silk you think of. It's silk taffeta. Okay. So it's like a, a very stiff silk that they would yeah. make like dresses out of. It wouldn't have been okay. like a slinky, silky. That sounds like that wasn't, itchy. They didn't make fabric out of that. Right. It sounds itchy because you would wear a chemise under it. Right. So it wouldn't be itchy. <laughs> I was just like very like annoyed. I was obviously Googling and looking at pictures as you we were talking. And yeah, I get it. Well, and, like, rappers were, like, a little more subdued. Like, they could be, you know, fancy or whatever. But tea gowns are, were, like, the halfway point between, like, a day dress and something you would wear at home. And it, at first it was, like, kind of naughty to wear your, like, you wouldn't wear your tea, your tea gown anywhere. But then it kind of became a little more, like, acceptable. Like and yoga women pants? would, like, they'd have their tea gowns designed specifically to like complement their parlor which is where they would be wearing them to like have people over and stuff and like crazy receive people and there's there was like this I I read a little like snippet about like kind of like the societal views of it like tea gowns in general because whenever women decided to do anything different with fashion like there was always a commentary about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. things haven't changed um (laughs) But, like, the the kind of joke was, like, oh, yeah, they open in the front so, like, a woman can receive her lover during the day while her husband's out seeing his mistress. Like. Oh, my god! Without the without the use of a maid. Like, she can, you know, take it off real quick. Like, yeah. Scandalous. Because dresses can't be lifted up. Well. <laughs> I guess yeah. with, the, with everything underneath it, I but guess. At the but at time, like. At this time, like, your regular dresses would be, like, a bustle dress. So you'd have, like, crinoline and all kinds of, Mm -hmm. like, that you would have to, like, lift over your head. It's like going pee on your wedding day. We can't kiss and do this at the same time. (laughs) I'm I'm saddened that you didn't sing that like Alanis, by the way, Amanda. It's like, go and pee on your wedding (laughs) day. Yep. And listen, I'm not a dress historian, okay? I'm not. But I do know a little bit, and so I know enough to be annoyed. <laughs> I, okay, okay. I also think it's weird that she's just not in a nightgown. I thought yes, that was weird. right? That's what I was picturing, I guess, because Typically, that's where my mind would have thought. Yeah. If you were putting someone in bed, you would put them in a chemise and then a nightgown over it, like a nightdress. You're or, kidding me. Yes. They would even wear one in, a, in the night. Yes. It's, ju- it's like you're underwear okay i guess yeah well and it's weird okay. that it's black very specifically black because i feel like why would you bother dyeing fabric like that like why would you bother mm-hmm. dyeing a night dress fabric anyway i mean they are okay. victorians that's fair 
Okay. Anyway. But yeah. Sorry. And you should Google. You should Google tea gowns because I did, and they some of them are God. They are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really Lace went all out. They're like, yeah. I'd like, I'd like my ribbons to be the same shape as my molding in my parlor. It's crazy. <laughs> Victorians sure knew how to go all out. That's for sure. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. So sorry about that. Uh, Morty is quick to calm her worries, letting Tessa know that while she's trapped, he can't also can't like get in. So she's safe. Uh-huh. Because totally. uh, if he wanted to, I mean, he could, he could get in, but he would have to dispel the entire magical wall because, you know, he wanted her to feel safe in uh, trapped. It's a creepy prison. thing to mention. Like, I didn't even think he would be trying to come through. But now he's like, you, but you're safe from me. I know you're creeped out by me. Mm-hmm. Gee, I wonder why you keep yeah. talking about how you want to marry me. Dodged a bullet there. Um, yeah. But our main man, Mortmain, plowed on. Like, I'm super sorry about your brother's whole, like, not alive situation. It wasn't intentional. Tessa's having none of it. Just because Morty didn't do the deed himself doesn't mean that he's not responsible. Nate mm-hmm. was but a child. Which, it's kind of pushing it, sis, but we'll roll with it. Right. I didn't realize he was as young as she said. He wasn't even 20, she said. Mm-hmm. I didn't I even like realize that. I, I'm sure we talked about it, but no, he, when when he first reached out to Mormaine. Oh, okay, okay, because I think he was a little that bit makes older. More sense. Okay. So Tesha, 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 Tessa. Tessa flashes back to Aloysius's. Wow. That's a mouthful. It is. Aloysius's memories and sees Mortmain as a child with his loving warlock parents. There's only one line of dialogue in the memory. Wait. What? You missed a paragraph. What are you talking about? Did you do the one where do you know what it was like for me when I was a boy? Did you say that? No. Yeah. Not you skipped yet. that. Because that's before what you just said. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. What time is it? Okay. Um, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> Morty's a classic attention whore, so he circles back and makes it about himself, uh, asking, do you know what it was like for me when I was a boy? <laughs> Tessa Blech. flashes back to Aloysius' memories and uh, sees Mortmain as a child with his loving warlock parents. And there's only one line of dialogue in the memory, so it stands out. I'm going to read it for you. Quote, Look well on this, my son, said the green-skinned man. For one day I shall rule a clockwork kingdom of such beings, and you shall be its prince. Okay. Sidebar real quick. Did y'all notice how Aloysius knew John Shade's name? Mm-hmm. It was said like two paragraphs above this, but still refers to him as the, quote, green-skinned man. dehumanizing much like fucking bastard i'm surprised he even says man yeah Yeah. right gives me the ick yep so tessa knows where this is going 
But she takes the bait anyways, answering that she knows he was adopted by war- a warlock couple and they cared for him. Way to tiptoe, babes. Like, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> and Morty's like, uh, and then? <laughs> but Tessa can't bring herself to say it. So he continues. His parents may have adopted him, but they loved him just as well as Tessa's parents loved her. And then he gestures to the giant oil paintings he's hung on either side of the fireplace. For the first time, Tessa realizes that they're of her parents, which is just so creepy. I'm sorry, Morty, you've gone too far with that one. I can't. No. (laughs) Can you imagine that they're painted so, like... Just because of the way everything, the paintings were back then, that you wouldn't at first recognize them. Like, now, if you saw a picture of your mother, you'd be like, hey, mom, that's my mm-hmm. mom. But not, obviously, then, people looked so similar, and they were just, they're not photographs. So, right. it's just interesting to not notice that right away. <sighs> but the creep train doesn't stop there, folks. Our dude's got more monologuing to do. His parents were Murdered. By Shadowhunters. John Shade created the automatons because he wanted to give Downworlders protection against the murderous and thieving Shadowhunters. Yikes. It's never a good sign when your evil villain origin story starts to sound reasonable. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't looking good. (laughs) Um, I've got one bit that I'd like to read for you. So he says, you saw the spoils at the Stark Weathers Institute. He spat out the last words. You saw pieces of my parents. He kept my mother's blood in a jar. Why? Why? Other than that you're just a happy-ass murderer. Right? That is awful. So Tessa goes on, or this is in Tessa's head. So Tessa swallowed. Quote, my mother's blood in a jar. She could not say she did not understand his rage. And yet she thought of Jem, his parents dying in front of him, his own life destroyed. And yet he had never sought revenge. And then she says, yes, that was horrible, Tessa said. But it does not excuse the things you've done. Okay. Quick sidebar. Yes, Tessa, you're right. Morty has done some bad shit, very murdery, and definitely not justified. Mm-hmm. However, feel like comparing anyone to Jem is a total dick move because he's a literal angel. And in the words of Prince made and made popular by Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares <laughs> to you. I can't sing. <laughs> Wait, nothing compares. Yeah. Okay. So, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm sorry, but the benchmark can't be no revenge. Not even just a little? I'm sorry. For me, I can't. I'm not. I'm not that person. Like, he surely should have been allowed to at least murder Aloysius, right? Right. Like, I feel like an eye for an eye, like. It's what Aloysius did to the fairy, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean, like, for sure, Morty went too far. Dude. But he should have had at least, I mean. He had a race he's, to some. He's mad at the whole race instead of the man that did it. But also right. it sounds like it was a group. Right. Of people. Well, and like be mad at the society for sure. For sure. 
work for positive change for sure murder (laughs) the man that killed your father for sure okay but kept your mother's blood in a jar Ugh. yeah like i see that i see you i get it but anyway so back to the monologue morty's wrapping it up uh, with his big finish laying out his entire plan uh he's built this army of clockwork creatures he's hell bent on taking over the world he just needs one last thing tessa she's like uh yeah you keep saying that and i keep telling you i don't get it <laughs> do you care to explain like eat lamorate right? <laughs> she'll say it in robots so he understands right those are his only friends She's not wearing she's not wearing a dressing gown. She's wearing a trench coat. She's JP. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please sit on my face. <laughs> How can he see? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Amanda didn't like that movie, so it's our mission to watch I, it again. I've watched what? it again okay, more okay. recently and I, I'm more into it the second time. Yeah. Of course she oh, doesn't so have a mic here. She's fucking a hundred. the race car bed i can never i can never get over that cv radio so i can talk to other race car beds oh my god we're talking about grandma's boy right grandma's boy. yeah yeah Yeah. i almost said grandma's house and i'm like that's not right (laughs) oh my god so she's like uh yeah oh wait no i already went over that um, no, he doesn't care to explain. Um, at least not yet. First, we got to go all the way back to the beginning. You're a wizard, Tessa. Surprise, <laughs> you're half shadow hunter, half demon. <laughs> Impossibly. Impos- Wait, how did I say that in my head? Impossibly. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but like, worse. Right. Okay. Like impossibly. It's like Luke Skywalker. That's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I say stuff in a very, very, um, like, Valley Girl Spanish accent. Not like it's in <laughs> what I'm saying. And if the Valley Girl accent right. in Spanish and it drives my husband bonkers. But that sounded it. like that. Like, impossible. <laughs> impossible. Uh, Tessa explain, explains? No, Tessa doesn't explain at all because she doesn't know. <laughs> Guys. Clarissa does that. Yeah. <laughs> na, 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 na. <laughs> Did you know that was five seasons? Anyway, beyond that. Ah! My ADHD is really bad today. It took me like four hours to write this because I was very <laughs> distracted. <laughs> you did a lot of market research. I did. <laughs> Impossible, Tessa exclaims. Shadow hunters and demons can't produce living offspring. Indeed, Morty says, rubbing his hands together like that oil tycoon in that one video game from the early aughts. Shadow hunter runes would interact with a demon baby in a bad way, but alas, your mother was not marked. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. Dude. <laughs> so. Tessa insists that her mother was not a shadow hunter. She's like, what? Are you telling me my mother was a liar and a fat mouth? (laughs) She lied to her whole family. (laughs) As if people don't do that all the time. Well, didn't she just 
find out that her aunt was actually her brother's mom? Like, come right. on. <laughs> this is the Victorian era. People lied all the time. Her 23 she was a liar? came back and it was not a Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So Bordy tells her that her mother didn't know she was a shadow hunter and neither did any of the other shadow hunters. Like, nobody knew. It was my secret. And um, so then he just casually moves on and talks about the clockwork angel. Like, he just is his his story is first here. OK, she gets no yeah, answers. Yeah, we don't care about you, ma'am. Yeah. Nope. So his father made the clockwork angel with the intention of gifting it to Mortmain's mother, his his father's wife, obviously. Uh-huh. Duh. So anyway, it had a dash of angel spirit in it. And I'm like, give me an A. N G spirit. Okay. Anyway, he says it's rare, which is just like duh. Angel spirit. You think that that's just you can pick that up at the corner market? Of course, it's rare. You. It's like the ingredients really? for the Powerpuff Girls. Okay. Sugar okay. and spice. <laughs> okay. And a dash of angel dust. Angel dust. <laughs> called they want their drugs back (laughs) (laughs) well that is basically what it sounds like it is (laughs) oh that's great (sighs) okay so I'm gonna read this next sentence because there's no other way to describe it so it says the mechanism itself was meant to be turned into her life so that every time her life was threatened, the angel would intervene and to protect her. Um, but his father was killed before he could finish the, the angel. Okay, listen. And it's, yeah. It's not it's it's tuned, tuned right? to her life. Yeah. Tuned. Yeah. Yes, to you're her right. Okay. You're right. It was tuned. Yep. Because I was thinking that. No, thank you. Thank you. That is absolutely. Because to me, that's like weird. How do you tune? I just, I think I go over that later like how do you tune it you're just like a radio <laughs> it's weird it's like a piano he takes out a little tuning fork he's like Ding! yeah and what like you hear what their sound, sound correctly <laughs> so weird yeah tuned to her life that is absolutely right so Mortmain goes on like this monologue of all of his history which is honestly what we've been wanting so um, Starkweather was known for being a baddie against the Downworlder community. Obviously, we know this. He would look for reasons to attack and get rich off the spoils, which we also know because he admitted to it. Right. Um, the fairies took Mortmain in when his parents were killed and hid him until it was safe for him to come back out because they were all looking for him, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, when the Fae decided to get their payback years later, Morty decided to join in on the fun. Because you know the fairies had fun. Yep. So he says that the institutes are protected against downworlders. But wasn't Magnus just at the institute like a few chapters ago? So I don't know. I don't know about that. But anyway, seems convenient. Um, So because of this protection, um, Mortmain and his clockwork creatures assisted the Fae in their revenge. They sneaked into the institute and switched Adele. The little baby, Aloysius's granddaughter. Mm -hmm. And Tessa thinks back to seeing Adele's portrait and like her whole story of how she was 
marked and then she screamed to death basically and morty is cool with the poor little girl dying because stark weather loved her so that was like pretty good revenge Mm -hmm. he's just like yeah it worked out well too far so sad and yeah tessa is thinking what we all are thinking and how horrible it is to think that it's fitting for a child to die such a horrible death just to get back at a man yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's very 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 sad so since tessa's mother lizzie which hopefully you guys all know that story not elizabeth lizzie (laughs) didn't have runes mortmain followed her Uh, Like, followed her life, basically. And once she was married, he hired her husband, like, in his company, so that he could get closer to them. Then he tested the waters by sending a demon in the shape of Richard Gray to Elizabeth. And she never knew the difference. And they got jiggy with it. Mm -hmm. And they made Tessa. No, 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 no. It's a super fertile demon. Like, he got her on the right day. (laughs) Just saying. I, I I would like to think that there was some sort of, like, magic scrying to see when okay. the right day would be. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> yeah. And that she would be in the mood and everything, though. I mean, like, this was some good luck. Well, this is at a time where I don't think it really mattered if she was in the mood. That's ah, fair. Awful. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, so I wonder, like, how long the demon was actually, like, in her home for and where the real Richard was. Like, was he at one of those meetings or whatever? Um, Do you think it was just, like, wham, bam? Or do you think he, like, stayed for dinner? I don't think demons can eat, so I'm not sure. But I'm imagining it was, like, the alien dude from Men in Black, the guy from Law and Order, and he's like, more sugar. Because he wanted sugar in his water. (laughs) 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 It looks like a man, but he's not. (laughs) Listen, that actor was so epic in that movie. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) How he didn't get an Oscar, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It was such a small part, but no one's going to forget it ever. Nope. (laughs) Robin's doing a great impression. Yeah, it's because I have seven (laughs) chins. (laughs) <laughs> take a bow <laughs> so before tessa can be totally upset whoa sorry i just scrolled and got lost before she can be totally upset about being half demon mortmain comforts her by telling her you know it's no big deal your real father is probably a greater demon because most of them you know, he was a greater demon and most of them were angels at some point, so it's really not that big of a deal. He was probably an angel. You're turning one what day. is a mount? You're making a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He wasn't just you should any actually be demon. Grateful. Yeah. He was like a really important demon. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Duh. It's kind of a big deal. And <laughs> it's kind he... of a big deal. Tessa's <laughs> gonna be like, "Do you know who my dad is?" <laughs> Don't make me summon my father. somebody tell me because i don't know (laughs) oh my gosh (sighs) so we're kind of all over here by the way because mortmain just keeps trying to focus back to his own story Uh so he had finished the clockwork angel that his father had started by the time tessa was conceived and he tuned it to her life instead of his mother's, which is weird. I think it gets a little too sci-fi here for me, tuning life. I don't get it, but okay. It's convenient. Um, He convinced Elizabeth, Tessa's mother, to wear the necklace because she was pregnant with a fucking demon. So she felt a little, like, 
eh, this is feeling a little off. And so he convinced her to wear the necklace to keep her pregnancy safe and it would help save her child's life. And he's like, who knows how many times it saved you? Like, I probably saved your life a thousand times. Uh-huh. Maybe it even helped you be born. Like, we don't even know. Okay, but I have a question. Uh-huh. So we've only seen the clockwork angel, like, protect physically. Mm-hmm. So how? Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, it opened up is what you're saying. Yeah. Right. And never mind. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. That's basically, he's like, how many times, look how many times you've almost died. It was probably because of that, that you survived. So yeah. Like what did it do? Mm -hmm. Right. While she was pregnant. It was magic. Did she have to fight off the demons? Were they coming after her? Like what? Yeah. Yeah. So Tessa's like, yeah, well maybe it saved my life, but it didn't save me from any of the torture. That bitch, Mrs. Black that you sent to me, tortured me. And that was like really shitty of you and her. So (laughs) That sucked. Okay, what you're saying is not funny. The way you said it was funny. This is not something to laugh about, but that was funny. No, it's true. It's just like, this is how I You're a total shithead. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't like it. I wasn't a fan of what you did there. (laughs) So then he just like decides to, okay, next topic. Um, He shows her this box that he had at his feet. Which, again, is why I thought he was sitting there, pinkies up, drinking his little whiskey, and he just had this little box at his feet, but whatever. Um, it was full of cogs and metal and, oh, yeah, a severed head. And it was Mrs. Black's, obviously. It was basically the box contained what was remaining of her. And he's like, yeah, things are getting pretty serious, and I just want you to know that I'm sincere. By murdering a bodiless woman, he's sincere. Okay. He didn't even murder her. He just disassembled her. Yep. Yep. Mrs. Black didn't have a full body. Send a body shot. (laughs) Just a head. It was so creepy. So Tessa's like, um, you're what? Like, what? (laughs) So anyway, we've been waiting two and a half books to hear what you really want. So please just like get on with it. Tell us. We're ready to hear it, okay? So, here we go, you guys. Drum roll. He wants to make babies with Tessa. What? And it is exactly what we've all feared, okay? Because she is the spawn of an unmarked shadow hunter and a demon, he somehow knows, even though she's the only one, that she can bear children. And it seems very convenient to know a thing like that when no one's ever proven it before. So you're... Anyway... That's just, I guess I'll stop there. We all get the creep factor. Mm. He says that um, they, his plan basically is that they will taint the shadow hunter's blood and really piss them off. And um, he's going to totally pinky in the brain that shit and try to take over the world. (laughs) Except his plan is to do it. So Tessa gets so weak in the knees. She's like, breed with you is literally the word. Like, she's a cow. Ew. Ew. But don't worry. Mortmain plans to do the honorable thing and marry her. And he will also give her the option to be into it instead of forcing her. So that's nice, right? Bro. (laughs) Kill him with fire. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Quick, throw something heavy at him. So... (laughs) 
She just kind of goes on about like her. he's yeah. It just comes back at her. Yeah. Like, oh shit! I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes on about how he's a horrible person and blah blah blah. Yeah, we know this. And he gives absolutely no shits and just wants to tell her about the second thing that he needs her for. He's like, whatever. Listen to my stories. I have no one to talk to. You're robots. You're now. a human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You, so, little more me. Exactly. He just starts me, 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 Toby Key in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. So since she is like this special shadow hunter warlock person, she can actually turn into people rather than just like shape changers can just look like other people, okay. which I never knew. So that's good to know. So he pulls out that watch that we that he had, like, I think he had given it to Tessa a while back when he came into the Institute or something. Anyway, it has those initials JTS that we saw, and those are his father's initials, obviously, and he wants her to use the watch to turn into her dad, his daddy-o, so he can, he just wants to see him one more time. And, um, it's touching, but creepy. Uh Anyway, so if Tessa does this change for Mortmain, um, he will give Jem the yin fen that he needs and everyone will be happy like it's a win-win everybody's gonna do this and tessa's like no you not happening he won't even take it from you so too bad and then he's more it's just basically like well it's just a simple thing and like just turn into my dad girl just a long time just one time just to see how it feels just to see how it so. feels yuck <laughs> uh yeah okay <laughs> Um, I copied a joke that Amanda said last time, too. It's a good one. And it's not mine. I didn't make it. Okay. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. <laughs> I was just going to not say it. But since we already did Blue's Clues, why not? <laughs> so we are no longer in Shay Morty. Okay. <laughs> Okay. And I'm not going to lie to any of you people. The first part of my section is pretty much chlorophyll, more like chlorophyll. Okay. <laughs> I literally made that joke last time. That's, it was probably fresh on my mind, which is why I said it. My bad. Okay. We're with William. If it's true, it's true. Yep. <laughs> okay. He's sitting on his long winding. He, wait, sorry. Will is still on his long winding journey and he's waking up from a, I stayed up literally all night with my sick baby nap. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming it's one of the good ones where you wake up yourself up by your neck snapping down and sending your chin like careening into your chest. <laughs> yes. Your body's like, I'm done holding this up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shit's heavy. <laughs> Those Nobody's mattress commercials, commercials say it's 10 pounds like a bowling ball. <laughs> when my son does something smart, he's like, yeah, I got a big brain. That's what he says. <laughs> So yeah, just heavy head. So cute. Yep. <laughs> Upon waking, Will sees that he's made it to the Welsh countryside, and Cassie really, really wants you to know he's in Wales because it says Welsh slash Wales or a combination of those words, no less than seven times on this page. Okay, Jeez, <laughs> I counted them. Oh man. And he pulls up the saved pictures that he has in his memory file of his mind's hard drive. Google Drive. Yep. (laughs) And he flashes them in front of his eyes so that way we can see where he's been. Okay. He's like Johnny Cash. Mm. (laughs) 
Thank you. Awesome. At this point, he's thinking that he's close to this city name that I can't pronounce. And I don't know why I even put that in there because I'm not going to try. And I think it's cool that he says he's traveling along an old Roman byway. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally mm-hmm. into that. And I put that in literally just because I'm into it. And the scenery is beautiful. Okay. It's go- It's gorgeous. And he's thinking about when he stopped off quickly to eat, but he's been traveling as hard as he possibly can because he's on short time. He's on borrowed time now, right? Mm-hmm. And now that he's officially, officially back in Wales, the land is calling to him and he feels very connected to it. And I'm sure there's some like outlander style music playing in the background of the scene in his mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like a reuniting scene. I don't know. I know that's Scottish and not Welsh, but I just, that's what came to my mind. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not going to, this scene is a little confusing. Okay. But it sounds like it starts at daybreak. Like, like this whole passage in his mind is like, he's having this conversation. These were like, what is he doing while he's on a horse for 10 hours? This is what he was Mm -hmm. doing. Okay. Because Mm -hmm. it Uh started as the day was breaking. And um, then it sounds like it's getting closer, like, down to sunset because the road is steeper and he's crossed through the valley and he's steering up at these this mountain, these mountains. And, of course, the road up the mountain is rocky and dangerous, just like you'd expect it to be. And Will's like, come on, Balios, we've got to free a bitch. And, like, <laughs> he's like, come on, kids. And then he fucking falls asleep for another saddle nap, right? Rude. <laughs> And in his dream, he sees both of his sisters and they're they're like urging him to come play with him and run. And like, I don't know, maybe it's the 200 plus pounds in me, but like that does not sound like fun. Okay. I don't want to run for fun. No. He's like a dog and his legs start going in his, in his sleep. I don't want to play tag. Oh my God. Immediately. No. Immediately. No. Not even as a child. No. Okay? Same. And then all I could think... I'm already out of breath just hearing about it. All I could think of was the beginning of the Napoleon Dynamite. It was like, walk with me, Susie Lee. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. He also, in this dream sequence, Tessa's there. And she's like out. Like, her arms wide open. (laughs) She's outstretched at him. And he just has this feeling. He's like, I know. In my deepest heart of hearts. That I have to get to her. I have to save this woman. And even if she'll never return the feelings that I have for her. And like she gives this gaze to someone else. I have to save her. And it kind of like wakes him up. And I feel like his, he's probably eyes still closed. But he reaches into his pocket. Mm-hmm. And he grips the jade pendant. That's what he does in his pocket. Not what you were thinking. Oh my god. and then something hits the side of his body and he lets go of the pendant and starts tumbling on the rocky grass and moves just in time to miss balio slumping onto him and crushing him as a horse falls onto the ground and of course will is looking for an attacker but he quickly realized quote they had not been attacked his horse, too exhausted to take another step, had collapsed beneath him. Mm-hmm. I just want to let you all know, I could literally hear Amanda's voice in my head as I was reading this, and it made it like a hundred thousand times sadder. I was like, dude, she's going to be so upset when we talk about this. 
That is so sad. I'm literally just like my heart. I was going to say my horse is broken. <laughs> my heart hurts for these poor animals. Like well, and donkeys and stuff. Anyway, I'm not going to bring another breed of animal into this. But <laughs> I'm sad. You do like the Rolling Stones. You want to be the beast of burden. Yeah. <laughs> but like. He just promised him two days ago that he wasn't going to run him like that. Yeah. yeah. You broke your promise. Uh-huh. Yes. Because you were busy sleeping, bro. Why do you right? lie? Exactly. Why do you lie? God, that was such a good movie. <laughs> I was quoting Terry. I don't know what you were quoting. Oh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Maybe my mom got it from a movie. What movie? The Batman is a new movie. Oh, okay. They quoted. They told stole it from Terry. It's they stole I don't it think from that's her. the exact line, but it's something. It's just the way you said the cadence. You said it in. She said like, it just like that too, Avon. <laughs> because her product was delayed when she was selling Avon. <laughs> she was mad. Why do you lie? You told me it would be here. Whatever. Like, (laughs) so dramatic. (sighs) God, I need help, man. (laughs) It's been a rough day. (laughs) Clearly, the horse is spent. It says that he's lathered in foam, and his eyes are rolling up towards Will who wraps his arm around his neck and starts apologizing to the horse for not letting him rest. And he does say that he, like, he can still feel his heartbeat is strong. So, like, things aren't, like, too dire, but, like, he needs a break. Okay? We need a break. And Will is in a very pensive mood. So he thinks back to when Henry first got the two horses, and Will was the one that had, like, suggested or came up with the names Santhos and Balios after the two immortal horses of Achilles, because of fucking course he did. And I tried to Google how to correctly pronounce it since there was, like, an origin, and I couldn't figure it out. So, like, I'm just sticking with what I got, which is how I've been saying it. So, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I tried. I couldn't. <laughs> And as he cradles a horse, he thinks about how after the curse was lifted, he imagined taking Tessa to Wales to give her like a tour of his childhood. But it seems far off and foolish now with everything going on. And he gets up like weak kneed and walks to the top of a hill and looks out. And he's able to see a small stone village. That's what he says. Like a hamlet, if you will. Mm. One that has a square and a church. And there was sure to be a public house where he and Balios could get some much-needed rest. And, of course, he wants to keep on keeping on, but clearly that is no longer an option. And besides, he wouldn't be very good at Shire surprising Morty now with the condition he was in. So mm-hmm. he got Balios up, and they headed toward the village. He was like, roll out. <laughs> <laughs> but the party doesn't stop there, my friends, because we go back to Tessa's pov. <laughs> You you make that joke all the time And I laugh every time (laughs) It makes me super giddy I don't know why She said it again Okay (laughs) She is now sitting at a desk At like a Within Sorry In a huge Wooden back chair There's a quill And some ink And Shade's pocket watches In front of her She was How? Yeah Time goes by 
Let's maybe Mortmain didn't have it and maybe it was on the desk and I read it wrong. Anyway. I think they've moved to a new location. Got it. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. And she's flanked by two automatons. They're guarding her. She's at the desk. Mm-hmm. And um, she thinks to herself, in this moment, if Will was there, he'd probably say something ridiculous, like they looked like turnips, and then he'd turn it into a song. That's what you're thinking of right now? Yeah, clearly. <sighs> she needs to get her priorities in order, man. Yep, clearly. Yeah. Her Will fantasy is cut short. Because Morty doesn't have time to be fucking around. And he tells her to pick up the pocket watch and change. So he's sitting across from her in a matchy-matchy chair. And Tessa says that the only light in the room was from a massive fire. Large enough to roast an entire cow in. Like, really? Is it excessive? Yes. Absolutely. Does it scream Overlord's secret lair aesthetic? Also, yes. Slay King. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, his interior design choices, chef's kiss. All I can think of is Dr. <laughs> Evil in the volcano. Okay. Or, like, um, on uh, The Incredibles, same thing. Like, they uh-huh. all have fire. It's all very hot. I was going to say, can you imagine how hot it would be to be in a room? I just... Even... I know it's a cave, but, like, a big-ass fire uh-huh. like that. And she, she's the one that said the cow. That wasn't me. That was her. <laughs> I just imagine it being like one of those giant hearths that they used to like cook, like that used to be in like big kitchens and mm-hmm. like manor houses and stuff. Okay. It's like the size of one wall, like totally. Like, yeah. Oh, it's a dream. I love cool. it. <laughs> Thank you for painting that word picture for me. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> so Tessa picks up the watch while we learn, like, Obviously, that like she took Morty's deal. Okay, she made the deal, although she doesn't know that it's pointless because Jim's not here, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, that was great. Dave's not here, man. Sorry, sorry. Jem's dead, but Cheech and Chong, man. Okay. Too soon? Too soon. Okay. (laughs) The change swept over her real fast. And she didn't even have to really try. Because she said, like, sometimes she has to, like, coax it out. This guy was dying to get out. And she starts to transform into John Shade. Her shoulders are broadening and his dark textured green skin starts covering her body. And all I think about is like, I'd love my hair to be that color. Like totes the goat's <laughs> jelly over here. And she starts to panic because the feelings are washed down, like mixed. Like she has this immense darkness feeling coming over her. And she said that she feels lost inside of the change. Uh-huh. This is this is bad news bears. Okay. Morty looks at Tessa and says, Father. Uh. Father. Like, but like a sickly <laughs> Victorian boy. He doesn't. <laughs> Father. Father. Tessa's voice was lost as John Shade completely took over. He's in the driver's seat for sure. And he responds with, My clockwork prints. How did he recognize him? Anyway, I guess it's your kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Morty is super stoked. And he pushes the paper and ink closer and says, quotes my goats. Father, again, like, come on, you're wasting time. You have to say it twice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. It's a quote. Don't do that when it's a quote. Father. He I said. guess that's <laughs> how he recognized him. He said father. Anyway, sorry. Go. Father, he said, I need your help. And quickly, I have a Pixis. I have the means to open it. I have the automaton bodies. I need only the spell you created, the binding spell. Write it down for me. I will have, and I will have the last piece of the puzzle. <sighs> Tessa's oh shit alarm starts sounding. As she realizes now that he didn't want to just talk to his dear old dad to see <laughs> how he's going and ask for some updog, okay? <laughs> <laughs> she tries to struggle to let go of the change, but she's bound inside this body. She could feel shade overtake her as her body reached out and grabbed the quill. Um, the pen is scratching hurriedly on the paper, and Morty leans in to watch. And he starts to get really excited. And he has his aha moment. And he's like, I guess you're just what I needed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got so excited dancing I hit my closet. Okay. <laughs> Tessa's still trying to fight her way out of the change. And she's able to deal like 1d4 of damage. Okay. She's <laughs> caused his hand to shake and get some splotches on the parchment. And when that doesn't work, she turns to Kristen's favorite thing, biting her lip so hard it starts bleeding onto the page. Okay, Bella Swan. Why? Are we still on this? <laughs> right. And then, of course, I'm, like, trying to bite on my lip. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's like the Eminem song. Bleed, bitch, bleed. It doesn't work. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't want to hurt myself that bad. Okay. Yeah, it's great. Morty's like, that's it. Yes. Freaking <laughs> And then the tip of the pin snapped and Tessa slumped back into the chair and the change was coming off of her. And she starts yelling, no. And she was planning in her mind that she was going to reach out and destroy the papers, like maybe eat them. I don't know what she was going to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> but... She's too discombobulated from the change. And so Morty got there first. And he picks up the paper and the watch, telling the room that he will make his father, like, so proud. Never doubt it. Never doubt it. Okay? Mm. And Tessa closes her eyes because she can't bear to see the scene anymore. She's like, ah, what have I done? As the automaton starts to push her out of the room... And I know it's not specifically written, but I think that she's doing her best Dane Cook. I did my best voice. I can feel it. <laughs> I did my best. What have I done? My God, what have I done? Uh, oh, my God, you guys. Oh, our Tessa. It's broken. <laughs> Tessa fucked up big time. Yeah, yeah, that was a big mistake. Big mistake. If only, yeah. Huge. Huge. <laughs> I can't stop today. The episode of Movie Quote. I can't stop. No. <laughs> and I never will. That's also another one. That's, but it's from Boston. We're a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had the pleasure. Oh, God. 
We've watched it several times here. It's from the TV series, which is way better. Oh, disagreed. Mm -mm. Oh, we don't like the TV show. Fucking the hot takes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) Okay. So did you fix what I needed to say? I did. This is correct. I'm sorry. I was so abusive to you earlier. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? What did I say? It gave you a verbal lashing. (laughs) <laughs> no okay i gotta go pee my cat. you're wearing a habit <laughs> yeah. yeah i said that about somebody or something that sounded similar like that at some point <laughs> within the last two episodes okay anyway <laughs> make sure that you've read chapter 17 only noble to be good for real this yeah. time for behind the scenes content and the latest updates check us out on instagram at downworld or dish podcast We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.